0: For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com, then search for Resilience Space Unraveled. So let's get started. Enjoy the show. Hi, and welcome back to
1: Resilience Unraveled. Today with me, Valerie Canino, which is a great sounding surname, Canino. It sounds very exciting and glamorous and exotic. Where in the world are you, Valerie?
2: I'm in San Diego, California.
1: Hey, California. I should now sing the California song. I don't know a song about California. So instead, I'll ask you to introduce yourself.
2: Sure. Thank you so much, Russell. So I'm an author, an intuitive mom of two amazing teens, and also a teen parent life coach.
1: So what does that mean? What's a teen parent life
2: coach? Well, my big thing is I help teens and parents mostly a lot of my focus is like resolving conflict helping them solve problems set goals we create you know success paths um, so i'm really i really serve as a as a, a support you know in relationships and also to help them through their own struggles personal struggles to so what i call is write a new story for themselves so you're talking
1: within families so it's a conflict between parents and kids yeah uh. Okay, so teens are particularly troublesome items, aren't they, in some stages? What makes teens more difficult to approach or work with than other age groups, for example?
2: So I actually, that's, that's really interesting to say that. So I don't, um, I don't categorize them as more of a troublesome uh, category to work with. Actually, I, I find them extremely enlightening and they actually have a lot of wisdom within. The thing is, I really feel teens are really misunderstood a lot, and I really help to listen to them to to help them understand themselves and also help their parents understand them.
1: It's a troublesome age, though. I suppose is what I mean. Not not, not all teens are troublesome. But right. Being in your teens is a troublesome time. Sorry, I I've expressed that probably, but it's a you know psychologically a difficult time. Physically, it's a troublesome time. It's you know it's a time of uh, growth and surprise and discovery isn't it so it's inevitable i suppose that relationships are part of that mix of exploration
2: yes absolutely and i i really yeah i believe that it is a very challenging time you know there's a lot a lot teens go through a lot they they really experience a lot in friendships in academics in their own familiar relationships and so i I love that you say it's a growth period because it is absolutely a growth period and it's also a phenomenal uh, stage in their life where they can they can learn so much to take into their adult adult life. So I, you know, so it yeah. That's I'm really I'm really a big fan of creating that strong connection, especially between uh, for for parents and teens because teens really need their parents during this time.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because there's the the sort of zeitgeist is that we've created a group of millennia, um, whatever the generation is this week, that um, that seem to be less resilient, uh, seem to be less uh, capable of holding their own in the world. I mean, I, I generally think that's a myth, but um, it, it is a difficult time to be a team, but it's much something because of the onset of social media.
2: Yeah, social media plays a big role, but it's interesting you said that because um, resilience, I, I actually agree with what you're saying is that you know, this, this generation, uh, they struggle, um, especially making decisions, you know, solving, solving problems. A lot of the thing is that, you know, when I, when I really, what I really discovered when I coached teens is that they all want to do well. They all want to, you know, um, they want to be resilient. They want to do well. But a lot of the time, they don't know how to do well. They get stuck. And that's the big thing when I coach is I, I help them get unstuck, but I don't give them the answers. I help them find the answers because when they find the answers, that's when the big powerful moment happens. So what gets them stuck? A lot of the time I find that a lot of the times I find what gets them stuck is outside influences. So it's social media. It's listening to the outside instead of listening to the inside. Yeah you know, their own parents, you know, you know, we all have our own expectations and parents want their teens to be successful. And that looks different for, for every family. So it's, I find it's a lot, a lot of the outside influences and, you know, also teachers, coaches, the adults in their world, they yeah. feel a lot of the times teens feel powerless. They don't feel like they have a voice. So why say anything? Why do anything if you're not going to be listened to? So, when- and, and
1: that's interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, at my era, or the era of student riots and such like, I know when I was a kid, I was I, don't, I, I always thought it was thought was where I went to university was a bit tame <laughs> because we never had a student riot. <laughs> um, but but I think the difference between sort of my generation and perhaps this generation is we we were trained to think critically in those days. We had. We had programs called critical thinking, and I don't think we have that that sort of educative process anymore. What should no, we? I would.
2: Yeah, I would absolutely agree that we don't have that um, that critical thought process integrated in schools, especially. Sc- I mean, I, that's really where I feel it needs to start. Yeah. And, you know, we're we're more kind of you know the schools are set up to really just, you know. Get them through their subjects. There's not, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, find that there's a lot of leadership classes or critical thinking classes, and that's a game changer. Yeah, that's a game changer to 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 help a teen work through solving a problem. You know, and what's what? What if you do X, Y, and Z? What's the outcome? Yeah, and yeah, what's risks. the yeah? Mm-hmm. R- what what's going to move you forward? to get the result that you want and your, you know, highest and best good. Yeah. And I, that's, that's a big part missing today. I would definitely agree.
0: And it's
1: odd given that we were trained in our generation to do that. I'm saying our as mine, I don't know what generation you're in. So, um, because actually we're the people therefore most at fault for the parenting of our own children, aren't we? Because we're not, we mustn't be passing those skills on if the schools aren't. So I think there's often often this perception that schools are responsible for everything to do with children after the age of about three and a half, whereas we sort of forget that parenting is um, sort of something that goes on for a little longer than that.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's an excellent point. I mean, it all begins with parenting. I mean, we as parents model for our children. Mm. Modeling is 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 a huge influence on kids and, you know, parents helping guide their child to make a decision is extremely powerful Mm -hmm. but a lot of the times I find you know uh, uh, that you know even though we've made great strides you know in parenting there's there's still this societal whether you want to call it that or not societal thinking that adults know best you know we're above they're Mm -hmm. they're below and I, I you know I I never uh, connected with my kids on that level. I have a, a really strong connection with my, my kids. And in fact, I had a lot of people say to me, how are you so close with your teens? Oh my, it's luck. It's, it was never luck. I mean, I really, you know, created my own parenting wherewithal to, to create that connection and to, to allow them to make the mistakes, make the decisions, and figure out, you know, mm. their own path. Very, very powerful.
1: But it's interesting, isn't it? You, you we were chatting earlier, and the way I was interpreting what you were saying is they you, you were using like a, a reward punishment idea, which is which is great as a parenting strategy, except it doesn't work for teens because that bit of the prefrontal cortex isn't established yet. So you end up with that sort. What you were calling like a boss mentality in terms of parenting.
2: Yeah. So I. I mean. So. I parented extremely different than my parents. I was, you know, brought up in a generation of bosses. I mean, parents are great, but you know, their thinking was, you know, you do, you do as you're told. And I didn't thrive Mm. in that, uh, under that parenting style, which you can call demand parenting. I call it boss parenting. Mm. I knew I didn't want to raise my kids like that. So I created what I call is, um, parenting, like a guide and, Instead of telling them what to do, I helped them figure out what to do um, on all levels, you know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't always like everything that they decided, but, but, you know, when they made that choice, they owned it, they mm-hmm. owned that decision. And it was a really amazing experience for them to, to have, to own that choice. And learn from teaching, it. They learn from it. Yeah. yeah. But
1: you teach them responsibility and consequence, aren't
2: you? Yeah, absolutely absolutely. And and they were and and it was they had the consequence. Yeah. You know, and so they learned from it. And okay, you know, maybe that wasn't such a good idea, or maybe I should I could have. I say I don't like the should because I always say you could, you know, should is another thing about boss parenting. You should, you should, you should. Could is more of an empowering word. I could have done this or I could have done that. You know so yeah. um but yeah but being a guide is really about creating connection and that's when i say guide parenting it's about like you know l- allowing the teen to have their voice their, their voice matters let them express yeah. themselves let them be who they want to be focus on the good the positive you know have that open dialogue Re- respond instead of react because boss parenting, in my opinion, is more on the outside. We're bringing the outside influences on how everybody thinks we should do everything instead of really parenting from within.
1: Yes. And, and so that's a nice analogy, really. So you're sort of uh, like the team coach in a way, so rather than the sort of command control boss. Because if, if you were to keep the boss analogy, then that would mean that your family would be psychological, psychologically safe. And then you'd be doing your best work together as a group.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, team, I'm team coach. I mean, I love that because I'm really, I'm, I remain neutral. So mm. when I, especially when I go in with a, a teen and a parent and there's a conflict and they, they're not getting along, I'm, I remain neutral and I, I'm all about focusing, solving the problem. Yeah. What's but, getting but in the way, you know, the, and getting
1: in the way. My worry sort about, of, not my worry, uh, my uh, question about uh, being yeah, able to sure. do this at a teen level. It implies that you've actually set this up much earlier, though, doesn't it? You can't just click from one style of parenting to another when you're when you're a team, or is that or is that actually is that actually a myth? Maybe there are different styles of parenting for different sort of ages.
2: You know, I mean, there's categories of different parenting out there. You know, categories. Um, I, I really feel, you know, the biggest thing is I I help parents develop their own parenting instinct. You know, so they're not parenting from their head, their ego, their anger, their fears. They're really parenting, you know, from their own instincts of what they think is best for their for their teen, their child. You know, but it's it's all it's really about not listening from the from the outside influences, really listening within and saying, okay, you know. What really will help my my teen or my kid move forward and how am I going to do that? And it's just, you know, I, it's gut instinct. It's all about the gut instinct, you know, and the heart center parenting from the gut and the heart, you know, instead of the ego, that's, that's a, that's really what, what it's a, that's really what it's about for creating connection.
1: So, so unpack that a bit more for, if you would, because, uh, yeah, sure. What do you mean by that? By the, not the ego,
2: you know, so when I say ego, you know, um, Ego, ego is a construct, like it comes from like, you know, other people telling you what you should be doing, you know, for instance, your parents saying, well, you know, um, your parents saying, well, just why are you asking them what they want to do? Just tell them, Hmm. Um, you know, ego also comes from your own expectations of what you think, you know, would be best for your teen and not really what is best for your teen. So, for instance, you know, say your, your daughter, your son, really creative, and they want to, you know, pursue a career in art. And then you have the parent going, oh, my God, art. How are they going to make a career? How are they going to make money? That's not acceptable. So they're not they're parenting from the outside. They're parenting from ego saying, well, you know, I think it's best because this is the route to take. But they're disregarding. Yeah. You know their own teen, their the young adult, you know, um, path that they want to be on. So I mean, that's big. That's big. You know,
1: it is. It is interesting, isn't it? Because there is a point where part of part of being a parent is to set rules, ground rules, structures, formats, um, and to have an opinion, to have that discussion about. Because actually, it's that it's that consequences thing. You know, you might want to be an artist, but I mean, how many how many kids in America want to be winning X Factor and be overnight sensations? You know, and the UK and the rest of the world. You know, it's it's become uh, a it's become a thing, isn't it? That hard work and such like it seems to have disappeared. Um, so, and that and that is a sort of sort of childish, fanciful notion. I just wonder whether we're grounding kids enough in the real world because we don't have the, that dialogue with We don't have that sense of. Consequence with people and resilience in terms of getting things wrong. I mean, yeah, by all means go and do the art thing. But I was a professional musician and my parents um said, Well, yeah, I, I think I wanted originally to be a footballer, because I think most kids at a certain age want to be astronauts, train drivers, and footballers if in my gender right. anyway. So um, and they would say, Yes, you'd be a footballer, but you need to study too, you know, you need to do your A-levels or whatever it was at the time. And of course, after a while you realize you haven't got the talent to be a footballer, so you do something else, don't you? But it's that yes, you can if. So it's that, it's that balancing of expectation and having a plan. So it's not just some sort of dream. Because I think a lot of parents ex- just encourage the dream rather than encourage the the plan. And it's in the plan that things really come together, isn't
2: it? Yeah, I really think the plan is really important. Setting a goal and then having a plan for that. And then mm. also being open to, well, if that doesn't work out, then I take that route. And so I'm really, you know, I we, I think we focus on the end result a lot. And I yeah. really feel the learning is in the journey. I agree. It's, it's the path. Yeah. It's the, you, it's the yeah. it's the plan. Exactly. Yeah. It's the plan. It's the plan. Exactly. It's the plan. It's doing
1: the plan because lots of people have plans and don't do them. So you've got to execute, I, get it wrong I, in order to build your resilience to move to the next stage, don't you?
2: Right. And, and that's what I do. So as a coach, that's what I also do. So if I'm working with a teen or, you know, a parent, you know, we work on an individual level too. So for instance, if a parent wants to change a career or, you know, they, they want to explore, you know, a different path or it's something it's all about, okay, what is the plan? I help them. So we help, we make the plan and they come up with a lot of the plan themselves. Like I brainstorm, I'm really good supporting that, but then the execution it's accountability so I'm there like cheering them on, like helping them get through their roadblocks to get to the finish line. Or maybe if you don't get to the finish line, then you take it, you know, you might have an, you know, you might change the path and that's fine. And then you create the next plan, but it's all about moving forward and having that accountability and support. Support's yeah. a huge thing.
1: Yes. And especially, I mean, I work a lot in the between-gender people space and, you know, that's important as well. That's a very difficult thing, yeah? understanding sexuality and gender and, and different racial concepts. And there's a, there's a huge notion of um, difference and diversity in kids today, which, which I certainly didn't have in my life, and which, which people broadly don't understand. It's very confusing for parents when you have a child that's different, as it were, to you. I mean, what on earth do you do?
2: Yeah, no, I definitely. I mean, and that's yeah. There's definitely nuances that that you know this new generation is experiencing that I didn't experience in in my generation, and that you didn't experience in your generation. And you know, you know, in that situation, you know, it's all about uh, you know the teen exploring who they are beyond that, even, you know, uh, we, we tend to, you know, identify with, you know, um, labels and it's, we're so much more than our gender. We're so much more than our sexuality, you know? So I, I, I like the teens to think beyond that, you know um, what are the things that they love? What makes them up? What makes them strong? You know what makes them happy. Yeah. You know, exploring those aspects are 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 super important too. Yes,
1: yeah. good. So, Valerie, um, I, I noticed on your website because I'm looking at it as we spoke that you have services for parents and for families and for mums and for tweens, teens, and young adults, which I, I think is great. Um, what, what's what's the sort of thing that what, what, what's the thing that people tend to come to you first with? I mean, how do people normally approach you?
2: So, I mean, it's different for, it's different. So people have different needs, you know, families will come to me because they're not getting along with their teens and they're they're like, they're at their wits end. A lot of them, you know, they, they want to resolve the conflict. They want to have a peaceful relationship. They want to have, they want to have that authentic connection. Yeah. And so they don't know how, I mean, they've tried you know, different approaches or different things. And so they come to me for help. And then also, you know, parents come to me separately and say, you know, um, I want to learn some parenting skills to, to create that connection, even though they're not having a conflict, you know, I want to, or keep that connection. A lot of them are moving now out of the tween stages or elementary stages. And they, they wanna keep that connection they have with their teen and they're, you know, it's, it, it's a different parenting paradigm. So they come yeah. to me and say, can, you know, I wanna make sure this relationship, you know, is still intact. And also I have a lot of parents that come to me and say, my teen is struggling with these issues, friendship problems, academics, knowing how to make a decision, you know, um, so bullying, I, I mean, I, I do yeah. it all X, Y, Z, you know, I need you to support them. I need you to help them. You know, I need, you need, I need you to support them and I need support. I need to find them support. So, I mean, so that's what I do. And I also have a nonprofit I just created and I I'm I'm very passionate about it's called mission attainable. Mm. And I provide those services, those life coaching services to families and teens at a very nominal fee. I'm always about paying it forward. You know, I, I, you know, these services are so important and I provide these services at a nominal fee. So everyone there, so they're available to everyone. So yeah. that's, that's a big thing for me. And I have several clients under there at right now. I just started it and, it, and they're thriving. That's it's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. Life- I agree. Life-changing. Yeah. I think that's
1: a brilliant brilliant model as well. I, really, I think that's a very interesting uh, research for myself. I think that's quite, quite a nice idea. So if people want to know more about you, Valerie, just let's, let's do all the information. How do people find you?
2: Sure, thank you. So you can go to my website, www.valeriecanino.com. You can also email me at info at com. com, thank you, Russell. Thank you. Yes. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Good. And, uh, you mentioned books and such like, uh, can we find all that information on the website and such like,
2: yeah, actually I'm, my book is being published. It's going to come out in February. It's from surviving to thriving master your teen girl life. Now it's all about real stories about real girls, real struggles and the wisdom that they use to turn their life around. So it's a really great book. It's a terrific, book for parents also as a support when they don't know how to support their own teen. A lot of good advice. Yeah. So that, that uh, that's going to come out in February and that's going to be soon up on the website as well.
1: Brilliant. Excellent. Well, that's absolutely fantastic. So valeriecanino.com and, uh, and yes, you, there's um, there's a link to the um, giving place where you can actually help to donate and fund some of Valerie's work with the less financially capable. So that's great. I like that idea.
2: Thank you, Russell.
1: Anything else to add?
2: No, I think that's it. I really appreciate you having me on the podcast, and uh, you know, I'm I'm just excited to you know do my mission in the world, and so it's it's just been just been great.
1: Great, and as you say, parenting doesn't have to be a war zone. Well, it, it might have been in the past, but it doesn't have to be in the future. Thanks for spending time with us today, Valerie. It's been really great to talk to you. And
0: um, I wish you all the luck in the world.
2: Thank you,
0: Russell. Really appreciate it. You take care. Hi, everybody. I hope you found that episode useful and interesting. Feedback is always welcomed. And if you're in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash podcast for show notes or follow the links, and you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools, and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com, then search for Resilience Unraveled. I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.